0: Are you working? What kind of work are you Uh. doing? What is it you wanna do when you grow up? Hey yo, I'm gonna be a title. We'll see time, money kidding, and
1: BS walks. Ladies and gentlemen, back at ya, episode 8, Beverly Fantasy Bulletin.
2: Oh man, here we are, the Kirk Cousins of the BFB, right?
1: And the Mark Brunel. And the, <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, and the Mark Brunel, don't forget Mark <laughs> Brunel, and you know, legend, uh... Troy Aikman, mm-hmm. number eight two. Shout Troy out Aikman. to Tay and Bonnie Dune for that one. Yeah,
1: Tay and Bonnie Dune.
2: Um, yeah, here we're we here. Oh, and well, I guess we missed the uh, fucking horn intro.
1: <laughs> Maddie was swiping left and right, <laughs> as per usual. as per use. Yeah, but uh, oh well. Yeah, we're good to go. We're back, episode eight. Yeah, we, Ice, Teddy, down in the studio.
2: Yeah, sound engineers ready. Yeah. He had, uh, Big weekend, big weekend trip actually out to Siba.
1: Oh yeah, Teddy Ciba. was on the way to Siba. Yeah, he, he came out the for boys. the diaper
2: party. Johnny, massive success, I think. Yeah, it was great. It was a great time. Yeah, Chris Kirk cousins Peckett though, uh, <laughs> bought uh, something like eight hundred wipes instead of a pack of diapers. I guess he didn't read the label. He got wipes instead. Yeah, and he was like, oh, I'm debating keeping them for myself. I heard it's the new way to go. <laughs> oh, and wiping no technology. <laughs> So we'll see. I, I think Johnny ended up getting them. But Robbie uh, was
1: telling him the wipes were the biggest thing. I oh think. yeah, that's what I got yeah. yeah, in the hockey. Yeah, it was good. Robbie from the QMP. Robbie from Queen yeah, Mary Park. That's yeah. right. Uh, what do we got on the docket today? We got uh, Colin guest from all the way down from Houston, another international international caller. Yeah,
2: looking forward to it. Uh, our fearless commissioner, commissioner Good Kell yeah. Kellen is going to be joining us Smellin'. later. Yeah, sweaty neck, chilla
1: Um Everybody thinks like that. You're, I was here, like Kellen say, say, well, You know, I mean, it's not a very popular name, or people think it's not a very popular. I know, like three fucking Kellens. Mm-hmm. All right, we've actually
2: got a uh, question this week from another Kellen, mm-hmm. Kellen two point Ace from Highlands, Ace from Highlands. Yeah. Oh, that's better. I like yeah. that one. Um, well, should we introduce, we got a, we got we just, the popularity is growing and, uh, we've got yet another new sponsor this week. Oh yeah. Uh, Gord, Gord, you,
1: you hooked this one up. I hooked this one up. Uh, this, this week's sponsor is, uh, the scene debit card that I've had since I was 18 years old. (laughs) And so Megan, Megan was bugging me. After we saw stars born. Cause she wanted to go see it like a hundred more times. Fuck. I saw it. Great flick. Great flick. Yeah. Obviously a few boys in the chat have seen it too.
2: Mm-hmm. Holy Christ, man. She's a tearjerker. Yeah.
1: But anyway, so she was bugging me to get like the actual scene <laughs> card. So it's like, if you have the black scene card, you like go to the movie, redeem points, whatever. But I never had that. But with the scene debit card, you get points. So, Megan makes me link them up and I call, I had to call this lady cause it wasn't working. And so she's like, she, I'm like, yeah, can you do this? Link this up? She's like, yeah, no problem. She goes and she stops. She's like, whoa, on the phone. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? She's like, dude, you have over a hundred thousand scene points. A <laughs> hundred and seven thousand scene points. It's a thousand points a movie. So that's a hundred movies. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Man, (laughs) that is nuts. Entertainment galore. Just never
2: thought that they, that to just cash in on them or.
1: I never thought about it. Okay. Yeah. You get fucking 10 bucks off at Swiss Chalet. Rich get richer, buddy. Yeah. Get a nice quarter chicken combo. But uh, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the sponsor (laughs) for this week. (laughs) Yeah. Scene seen Canada. Check them out. Hey, anybody want to go to a movie, just <laughs> let me know. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, currently in the planning stages of a boy's trip to A Star is Born. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat performance for a few of the guys. I'm yeah. in.
1: Yeah, I'm in, for you sure. Know,
2: make a boy's day out of it. Boy's night. Why not? That's funny. All right. Well, let's jump into it. We got our first segment. Q&A. And, and a text and answer. And we're going to start it off. This is uh, a return texter. Uh, this comes in from the Rundle Park Yeti. And he said, uh, with Fournette and his constant injury problems and my current one in five record in my other league, <laughs> which is pitiful, uh, what do you think the highest value of a guy could get for him? It's a three team, uh, three t- keeper team league. You three keepers.
1: Three keepers. Fuck yeah. Sake. So on, draft picks a plenty. You're getting traded, right? Yeah. But, uh. I don't know. I mean, I, I talked to the Eddie about it. I didn't I didn't really know. I was wondering what Maddie Ice thought.
2: Yeah, you know what? Well, I think obviously with uh, <clears throat> the way the this whole season's gone for him, it's going to make guys nervous. Super nervous. Super nervous. Uh, I think the best you could get for him is a second rounder. Yeah. To be honest. Um, I'd be
1: praying if I thought I'd get a first.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so. And uh, it's not like injuries are a new thing for the guy. He's dealt with them throughout college. Um, and now in the pros, that being said though, um, if I was looking to pick up a running back, he'd be a good, good, uh, good target by low, right? (sighs) Yeah. Because if he, if he does return to his, his rookie, rookie season form, like week 11, Oh, that guy was unreal. Like it's, it's, you know, you can't forget about that playoff game against Pittsburgh. No, where he went over a hundred yards and had three touchdowns. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, So, I I think, you know, depending on the guys in your league and what their needs are, I think a second is a a, a
1: decent return. Decent return. Decent return. I was was talking to Gav from St. Albert about it. Oh, yeah. He was saying, yes, you'd be lucky to get a second, probably. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, I tend to agree with that. Uh, Question number two comes in from Feldy in Ottawa.
1: Yeah, Feldy all the way down in uh, Ottawa is like the Gatineau. Areas? I that, don't I don't know. Maybe that's where the games are played, aren't they? A good question. I don't know. For how much they, longer, too. Who knows? Yeah, who, Rito
2: Canal? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this question comes all the way from Feldy. It says, Who do you see being the real backup turn starting running back to watch next season? I don't know all of them, but he's thinking like Nick Chubb, Tevin Coleman, Tariq Cohen, Raheem Mostert.
3: <laughs> jalen
1: richard or a guy like james connor um yeah. so for next we named a couple next other ones a? too yeah yeah
2: um yeah you know what uh you want to why don't you take i, this I don't know first? i think
1: i think you got to watch that bell situation because if bell's not there then he connor's that number one
2: yeah i completely agree i think it, that's the no-brainer of the group yeah um He's got a, a strong sample size, obviously, from this season. And he's a three-down back. He's a three-down back. He's shown he can handle the workload. Um, he can handle running in the AFC North and in cold weather. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's obviously him. That's a great O-line. There's great weapons on that
1: offense. And I think the team is rallying <laughs> behind a guy like that right now. Oh, for sure. Especially
2: with Bell alienating himself, basically, from mm-hmm. not only the team, but the O-line. Like The O-line has been so outspoken about everything. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they're gonna back up a guy like Connor. So, yeah, he's the obvious one. I'm obviously I'll get called a homer, but Nick Chubb is the guy now. Yeah, yeah. Hyde is gone. Nick Chubb's the main guy. Uh, you know, Duke Johnson's still there, but fuck. As they're long not as, using them at as all. As long as Hugh Jackson is the coach, Duke Johnson might as well play for a different team. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's not contributing at all. Um, and Nick Chubb, he's for a big guy. I think he's about 220, 240. Um, 220. 240 is big. Yeah. Um, he's shifty. He's got some quick feet. Um, and, you know, I think I think throughout his career in, in Georgia, uh, he came out, he had that massive knee injury, hurt him big time. Um, but then Sony Michelle, he was sharing the backfield with for the Bulldogs. And I feel like Michelle got a lot of the love. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think Nick Chubb is a is somebody that you can re, that will be reliable next year. I don't know where he'll rank in the pecking order of running backs, but
1: I think uh I think he'd be a solid option too. Raheem Mostert might be the guy at the start of next year if McKinnon's not back. Yeah, but and how hurt is Breda. Yeah, that's the bread sure. Man, you know? So that, that that's also pl- gonna play a factor for Raheem sure. Raheem Mostert last week's no namer of the week. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Head of the curve, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know what's up. Uh... Head
1: of the curve, boys.
2: <clears throat> okay, uh, third question comes in from Nigel, who lives in the Grove in Missouri. And it's plain, short, and sweet. Will Adam Thielen break Johnson's record, uh, Megatron, Calvin Johnson's record, for uh, reception yards in one season, which was 1,964
1: back in 2012 with the Lions? What do you think? 1964. Yes. I'm just trying to cut it in half because, what, Thielen's at 800. Over 800, you said.
2: Thielen Thielen currently sits with 67 catches and 822 yards after seven weeks of play.
1: So, I don't know. So, what, we're at week 8? Going into week 8, yeah. So, it's pretty much one more game times two. Yep. And, uh... Say if he goes for over a hundred, yeah, he's still only hitting like eighteen fifty or something like that.
2: Yeah, around there. I mean, right. I mean, I think a benefit for for uh, Thielen as he looks to break this record, is uh, he has a guy like Stefan Diggs to always take, getting double covered. Yeah, it, taking the pressure off of him, which is real nice. Obviously, he's a smart player. He's got a great rapport with Kirk. Um, and he he know he can read the play like he can come back to the ball when need be or break off a route when he needs to, um, like all good receivers. He's a great player, man. Yeah, but I think I think he just he can he with Diggs there it helps him even more. Yeah. So that that's huge. I mean, the counter argument to that could be like, well, Diggs might steal targets from him, but up until now it hasn't <laughs> been a factor. The no. guy's no. been. The guy's had an unreal season. Yeah. And actually a quick tidbit about it is I mentioned that he has 67 catches so far. So he's not only near breaking the receiving uh record for yardage, but also for the most receptions in a season, uh, which was set back in 2002 by Marvin Harrison. He had 143. So this guy, like... He's, he's having a record year? Yeah. MVP type year? Yeah, exactly. And I hate to say it, Gord's been tooting his fucking horn oh, since... Oh, yeah. Two for years two years. For two years. I, I two was years. on the Adam yep, feeling train. I totally
1: agree. So, you know. And that's when, probably that, that first year I grabbed him off the wire and he did well. Then last year he had another great year. Had him on my PPR team and should have fucking kept him.
2: Yeah. You know what? I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, the top of uh, Rundle Heights disc golf course, Gord has a magic or a secret crystal ball. <laughs> That he looks inside and,
1: you know, obviously... Stares over the park.
2: Yeah. Obviously, it doesn't help him fantasy-wise, but it (laughs) helps him fantasy player-wise.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) This guy's going to be good, but he'll never be good for you.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. El Huncho. El Huncho.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Thielen, yeah, great player. Uh, I I hope he does it, to be honest. I I love Megatron. Don't get me wrong, but just... Neat, like from from the his whole backstory being a walk on and all that shit. Uh, good for him. I,
1: you know hope he does it, but I don't know if he will. Yeah, because fucking well, Calvin Johnson probably had like a couple two hundred yard games that season. Absolutely, he did for sure. Right, but he was also triple
2: covered, you know, True. and making the play. Um, yeah. So there you go, Nige. Good question. You let us know what you think. Uh, question number four comes to us from ace
1: yeah ace ace down in uh down in highlands it's kind of a weird question i don't know if i really get it or not he (laughs) says leading head to head i think head to head is in like the fantasy league everybody plays everybody each week (coughs) and so it's pretty much just like a points league okay so it's just whoever has the most points at the end which i think is fucking stupid but whatever.
2: Thanks for the question, though.
1: Yeah. He says he's an owner with Bell. Is it worth trying to trade him to add more depth or wait since he's been on the bench all year and still has and, and Kellen himself still has the top record? So he's um, leading his league. He's leading his league with Bell Stash. With Bell Stash, hang on. Yeah, what? Like, hang yeah, on. Of for course, sure. you got to hang on to him. Yeah, man. rich if get richer, were, man. It's yeah. like you
2: found uh, ten thousand points on your seen debit card. Sorry, a hundred thousand points. Hundred thousand points on your scene <laughs> debit card. Sorry, <laughs> <100, 000 points laughs> scene debit card. Yeah, might as well, yeah. Levy on seen card Bell. Yeah, um, so I'd
1: say hang on to him. Yeah, why not?
2: Yeah, I I don't see any problem. But if it.
1: he doesn't start after week nine, I don't think he can.
2: That is the deadline, and you know what? Everybody thought he was going to be reporting week seven. Well, that's coming. Connor going.
1: owners are fucking Connor
2: owners are beaming over happy. this. But you know what? Levion's got a twisted mind for sure, and he's going to roll in one or two days before the deadline. Crush your heart. Um, but you know, we talked about it in the past, you're not necessarily getting rid of Connor just because no. Levion's back, right?: No um, I think he's proven his merit. Or his worth or whatever. Yeah, I think you know how the it, saying goes. Proving his worth. Getting
1: stoned with two birds,
2: right? Yeah. <laughs> um water under the fridge. Yeah, anyways. water
1: under the fridge, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean the fucking worst case Ontario, nobody listens to this thing anyway. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what
2: do we care? Ladies and gents, right? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Inclusive.
2: Yeah. Uh Nigel. From the girl who's feeling frisky tonight and sent us a second one oh. and uh it's- co- I really like this one actually it's more to do with the league than uh fantasy, but he says, "What trades do you want to see happen before the October thirtieth deadline? Any players come to mind i've got a few i i yeah take it away all right um I think like obviously an obvious one it's been rumored before was uh LeSean McCoy going back to Philly. I, I think it's just what both these both these parties need. Lashawn needs a boost getting out of a kind of a shitty situation there in Buffalo. But Philly's been uh, in a lull. Yeah, and they need they need, they need a, a shot in the arm. And yeah. since Ajayi went down, you know, uh Corey Clement has been okay. Thirty-six dollar Wendell
1: Smallwood has not been. No. Um what know. about but I mean is Sproles coming back? Yeah, is that's true too. Or?
2: But I don't know, I just I think it would be a nice story, um, and I think he's he's got a chip on his shoulder if he comes there. you know he wants to still prove he's amongst the elite in the league,
1: yeah,
2: uh, he's kind of fallen off the last couple of years at least fantasy wise and especially respect fantasy wise people don't draft him nearly where they did before. no uh, so that would be neat. Uh, my other one, I would love to see uh Devonte Parker. Or Sterling Shepard get shipped to the Browns, and I know OBJ has been rumored to the Browns. Obviously, his connection with Landry, I don't really see that happening. Um, but I think Devontae Parker is an interesting one because since well, since the Browns traded Gordon, they got hit with that injury bug, of course. Yeah, uh, and have been we mentioned it last week, just struggling. Landry's been kind of on an island by himself. Um, but with Parker, it's it's crazy. He's been a non-factor this year, and you think. A year got ago, last game. Yeah, he got healthy, scratched. Like yeah. that's wild. And a year ago, he was getting drafted in the first, second round. Like, or yeah. sorry, second, third round. Yeah, you know, he was highly, highly touted. So I think there's potential there. The one thing that might be a hiccup in this situation is uh, Albert Wilson hitting the IR. Sorry, Valley View Vices. Um, yeah, tough one. That's a tough one. But I think it would definitely be worth exploring. Uh, and then counter uh with uh sterling shepherd the giants seem to be in sell mode uh damian snacks harrison just got shipped to detroit yep, today he did um there's rumors about janoris jenkins being on the block uh you know the whole eli bullshit going on i think now's the time to look into it yeah uh, why Sterling not? shepherd's a great receiver he's ser- he's more than serviceable and i think uh that would be that would be a nice pickup for the brownies.
1: He's good. Shep's coming up later on the pod. Just oh, a little sick! Bit, just a touch. Nice foreshadowing. Yeah.
2: Uh, my third one that I thought about was uh, Patrick Peterson, and I just wrote to a contender because yeah. he's one of the nicest guys in the league. He's a fucking marquee talent. He's having an unreal year, but it's quiet because it's on such a shitty, misguided franchise yeah, that has nothing going on. They fucking fire that coach. Um, but how cool would it be like to see him get traded to Kansas city and immediately boost that D or like a place like new Orleans where he plays opposite Marshawn Lattimore. Can you imagine that? Like that, that'd be crazy. Or even fucking send him to the LA chargers and him and uh, Casey Hayward. Yeah. On opposite sides. Like that, that would be really, uh, really cool. I think, you know, he's been loyal to the card since he was drafted and, you know, maybe, it, maybe as a classy gesture, the organization would do that for Yeah, him. it gives him a chance. I mean, there was, room, there was stuff coming out today, like, no, he posted on Instagram or something, like, no, I'm cool with Arizona, I'm fine with it, but, like, you know, is he really? Yeah. No. Guys don't have a change of heart that quick. Stunting on the ground. Um, and then my last one would be any quarterback to Jacksonville. <laughs> uh so take your pick, Colin Kaepernick, uh Teddy Teddy, Bridge, Bongwater. Yeah. Um or Tyrod Taylor. Send one of those guys over. Uh and get rid of Bortles. Uh, I can't believe that came out of your mouth. <laughs> other than other than our uh upcoming guest, Good Cal,
1: uh you're the biggest Bortles
0: guy <laughs> I know.
1: I'm a Bortles guy. Mm-hmm. He's had a couple of, he needs Fournette, man. Yeah He needs Fournette And that's how they Operated so well Because it wasn't like Everybody knew They had to pass the ball Now everybody knows They have to pass the ball So he's just getting shredded And he's not good enough Quarterback to be making You know Dimes And he's getting Hands in his face All the time and shit So that's why They're having (laughs) terrible games True
2: Right Yeah Yeah I'm a Bortles guy So uh (laughs) Moving on No (laughs) need to expand more (laughs) The the listeners are like, oh, who's Kellen's... Oh, we should mention that Kellen is a Jaguars fan. Yeah,
1: this pod's a little Jag central. So
2: yeah, we gotta stop talking about that guy because we're gonna <laughs> do it enough later. He doesn't deserve this this much airtime. That's true. Um, the next one uh, comes in from Andrew in Strathcona, British Columbia, and I when I read it, you know what? Nothing came to mind. So I'm gonna. I think I'm just gonna direct this one to you, Gord. But it says of all. Commissioner Kell, Kellens, um, our buddy, um, of all of his powers, which one does he enjoy abusing the most?
1: And I didn't really know like, had if he really had abused any of his powers. You know, like, not blatantly, but the only time I can think of, because Kel and I were in the same division, and I had more points than him, we had the same record, and it was the first time it came out like that, it was actually... The divisional record that no, made your seeding not points, four not points four because you because it, I, it fucked me. Kellen got the buy. I had to play John, the computer, the Borg, and lost. Yeah, and, that's right. And and it should have been me with the buy. You know what? That was overall.
2: I'm just gonna say it was a, just a very dark time in our league. Um, <laughs> you know, Kellen was uh, contending. Ward yeah. was contending, <laughs> um, and worst of all, John was not only contending, but he on won. his way to his highly debated and <laughs> asterisk-filled championship in year two. Terrible. That was, that was pretty fucked. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like I've never had any issues with Kel and his commissioning status, or with his decisions or whatever, but I'm pumped he does it, to be honest. I'm pumped I'm not doing it. Or, you know, I think he's been pretty fair. He listens to everybody. He doesn't make a rash decision. He wants everybody's input. So, yeah, I hate to toot his horn, but yeah, he's been pretty good. So. Still yeah. the
1: villain, though. That's right. Yeah. You can't can't ever forget that. And don't worry, boys. <laughs> Just dropped my first soundbite because I got the app. Oh, yeah. That
2: was, that was straight <laughs> off Gord's phone. Um, you know, like the last few weeks, I have to say, you know, I've slagged on Gord quite a bit, uh, for not coming prepared, pack of darts in my back pocket and <laughs> my wit. That's what I need to bring. Anyways, uh, in the past few weeks, the past three weeks, he's put a lot more effort into the pod. Uh, he's, he'd spent $3 on a soundboard. Yeah. Finally, three bucks. Finally. finally
1: took him six weeks. Um, and then I bring in my, my one. Sheet of computer paper, back to front.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: with stats.
2: Oh man, you should see this thing. You should see it. like he—he's you know very very uh, minute details. I should say <laughs> not a lot of depth. No Just bullet not much points depth. throughout.
1: Bullet points. Um, great, great handwriting though. Well, that's the thing. Can you read it? I don't know. I
3: hate cursing.
2: Oh my god. That
1: But it's good though. Yeah,
2: well if you can call it cursive, I guess that sound bite works. Yeah, I guess. But so. it just looks like squiggles. Like, I got I know little little kids. <laughs> Wait, this is coming off real
0: bad. <laughs> I
1: don't want to reveal my occupation. No, no, no. You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you know kids they write better than me. Yeah, true. But anyway, um, what do we got next? Well, uh we got a few
2: we got a couple great questions coming in this week and um the final one uh comes in from Tay from Bonnie Dune loyal listener uh crowd favorite got to say we've been getting lots of lots of feedback on his segment about oh, the Cowboys. Yeah. Um he has a Dallas related question. He says ultimately time will tell for both teams, but I get a sense that Dallas was a bit desperate to help Oh, sorry, I'm reading my answer. <laughs> Holy fuck, I'm gone full Gord. <laughs>
1: he was talking about Yeah, the he Amari said yeah,
2: trade. so he says, sorry, I fucked up. Gord, you take it away.
1: <laughs> fuck me. With Gruden making another wild trade, sending one of their top offensive playmakers to America's team, Tay from Bonnie Dune. Who do you think wins that trade? Was Cooper worth giving up a first round pick? That's from Tay, Bonnie yeah. Dune. And I think I, I think it almost was.
2: I'm just scared to speak again because I'm going to fuck up.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, Whatever. The boys are getting into it. This
2: dry Skywalker OG is hitting me harder than the <laughs> fresher stuff. I don't Um, You know, perks of having a sponsorship.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, but-,
2: but, yeah, no, as I mentioned before, I think time will ultimately tell. But I think it looks a bit desperate on Dallas's part that they're just trying to give Dak something right away. In my, in my opinion, obviously, because he hasn't had a prime target since Witten left. Uh, and I guess you toss Des in there too. I think though, if Amari can play up to his potential, uh, the Cowboys will, have, will win it. Um, but the one thing I worry about is like, there's always been questions about his commitment and his desire to the game.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, Bit of a cancer,
2: well, I don't know if he's a cancer, but it just looks like some weeks he can be, you know. In the mm-hmm. upper echelon, the top 10 receivers in the league. And other weeks, he, is he even out there?
1: Yeah, that's you true. You know?
2: Um, the guy doesn't show a lot of emotion. He's real hard to read. Um, so, I think, uh, yeah, if, if, that if he doesn't pan out and he, you know, doesn't have the passion that, that, that most of these guys do, I think the Raiders will walk away smelling like roses because they're going to have three first round picks next season. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. So... Browns-esque. Yeah, that's exactly what happened two years ago when we walked away with um, Jabril Peppers, David yeah. Njoku, and... Uh, fuck. Who Miles Garrett? It? Miles Garrett for yeah. sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so speaking of Oakland, um, we're going to jump into our Around the League segment, which is... I don't know. I, I enjoy doing this because... You're on the horns so not bad. Yeah, but it allows us to just kind of review what went down the past week. And we can also, you know, talk about breaking news that's coming around the bend. So here we go. Speaking of those Raiders, um, I just found a pretty interesting stat about them. So of their past 13 first round draft picks, um, only two out of those 13 players have made the Pro Bowl. Do you want to guess who they are? They're both not Raiders anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> Khalil Mack and, and Amari, Amari Cooper, Cooper. Yeah. Both off the roster. Um, and it just, it's just like obviously makes you question, what the fuck is John Green doing? He obviously wants to make the team in his image.
1: True. But like... At the he, sacrifice of what? Like,
2: yeah. You you shipped off Khalil Mack and now the biggest problem with your defense is you can't sack a quarterback or get pressure. Yeah, Fucking idiot, man. Yeah. He brought in all these old... Veterans, I guess, but some of them are past their prime, and every other team knows it. And he's paying for them.
1: Yeah, big time. You know,
2: um, and consistently in these Oakland games, it seems like when Marshawn was healthy, he was he would go crazy in the first half, and then they get to the second half and abandon the run. Yeah, it was just kind of what was going on in every game with this team so far. Now there's this there's this talk of a rift in the locker room, possibly with Derek Carr. And his teammates, apparently it all stems from when he got, when he got hurt. It appeared like he was crying. What? Yeah. It looked like he was crying on the field and I guess they went over it the next day in the meeting room and like he got fucking chirped for it and guys like lost respect for him for crying because he was hurt. They were like, tough it out, man. Really? But then, which has caused him to like send out, he sent out a couple tweets today or something. And he just basically said like, yeah, I'm a Raider through and through no matter what the times are tough. And he, I think one of them even listed, or he liked a tweet that listed all of the injuries he's had. So obviously something did happen if you're going that far to do it. So that's super concerning. And I I actually like, I I was talking with um, future BFB guest, uh, uh, Raider Isaac, big fan. Don't know if he's gonna stick with them if they move when they move to Vegas. I really? should find that out. Well, he he said like, man, like the way things are going, it's like I could fresh start this bitch. You know, I don't know. You gotta stick with. But the this. Vegas Raiders, I don't know. Anyways, he was saying that uh, it's like an XFL team. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they can borrow the Browns uniforms and look straight out at the, out <laughs> of the fucking XFL. Still the greatest helmets in the league though. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, I apparently car he was saying is available and I was like there's no way man I heard that rumor too he's like well well, that's what you heard about Khalil as well and then it happened um but I guess the price is super steep for him um and like he he was mentioning along the lines of Jimmy G uh Jimmy Garoppolo getting a second rounder he's like there's no way Derek Carr can't get a first yeah um which, which I would say so and he mentioned actually two places both prevalent to this podcast as as rumored potential destinations one the new york giants really and two the jacksonville jaguars huh so i found that pretty interesting but as we mentioned before they do have a slew of draft picks this year maybe gruden hits the gold mine yeah but i just i just it's
1: giants are gonna have the number one tough
2: time in the black hole you're saying bye to your team this is their final season in oakland and this is what they're leaving on
1: (sighs) you know that's true
2: saddled with a quarterback that they paid a or uh coach that they played a hundred sorry boys maddie's struggling today saddled with a coach that got paid a hundred million dollars yeah so i think like they have to wait like i think two or three years so the buyout isn't as
3: harsh yeah they're they're stuck with him you know oh
1: yeah they are stuck with yeah so that was kind of oh well (laughs) Isaac's the only guy watching fucking Raiders games anyway.
2: But hey, I watched the Raiders Browns game where you got fucking job by the refs. But anyways, yeah, I guess you're not watching if uh, if, you're, if your if your teammate playing them. No, um, yeah, it's it's tough to watch him play on that half football field half. That's gnarly. NFL
1: fool. Uh, NFL at field. the Oakland Coliseum.
2: Yeah, it's brutal. It's <laughs> fucking shitty. <laughs> Isaac was we saying that Oakland Coliseum is just a dump. Like yeah. there's just like cracks all over the the structure of it. Like everything's leaking, half the toilets don't work. Like it's just a <laughs>
1: shithole. Um, well enough. But still, I wouldn't want to go. It was scary as fuck. Yeah, that's why they're moving. Like <laughs> yeah. fuck. Can
2: you imagine like can you imagine a guy like Johnny? going down there to see the Finns play him and it it's like <laughs> light <laughs> in his aqua jersey sticking out like a sore thumb oh my god go fins! Yeah. go Ryan Tannehill fin up <laughs> fin up baby oh man yeah so anyways I just wanted to talk a bit about Oakland
1: um what else are we going? Drew yeah. hit another record. or No, not another record, but 500 passes. Yeah, teams. just a milestone for yeah, the kid. Yeah, a milestone for the kid. So props to him. Peckett was rocking his jersey at the... Uh, On the disc golf course. Disc golf
2: that was course. nice. Yeah, real nice by him. Um, and then a, kind of a funny
1: story. Oh, Juju. Yeah, got to talk about it. <laughs> Juju wants Bell back so bad. The guy buys 120 bucks worth of Mega Millions lotto tickets. <laughs> well, yeah. I thought we would need something to get him back. And yeah. He says it didn't work. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. Fuck, that's funny. Oh, oh man. man. Gigi's a character. He's yeah, a good he's good, man. man. But, like, he's not on the Connor train? How can oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure he is, but he's boys with Bell,
2: too. Mm-hmm. These guys are all bros. Like, Bell's been supporting Connor through tweets and shit. I don't know how genuine they are, but he's been doing it.
1: Remember when Juju laid out Vonte's oh, burf? Oh, fuck, birth. yeah,
2: that piece of shit, man. Vontae's yeah. Perfect is, you know, I fucking can't stand that shit. Like, no, deliberately, that was like, dirty, though. Intentionally trying to end a guy's career or game. You know, it's just fucking bullshit. Yeah. You know, I don't know. You've Obviously, him he's probably, a Bengal. Yeah, I've yeah. seen him a lot playing playing Cincinnati all the time, but, like, fuck, he's a piece of shit. You know, like I think it was against Carolina a few years back, he's twisting Cam's ankle after a tackle. He fucking KO'd AB in the in the yeah. in the playoffs, playoffs
1: that one time. Yeah,
2: yeah, he fucking had what was coming. Juju did what a lot of people wanted to happen. So mm-hmm. you know, just improving his own stock. Did he get fined for that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, no suspension, but a fine, I think. Um, and then a bit of a weird, uh, rift going on in the league right now is Eric Reed, the safety for the Panthers who finally got signed after sitting out a, quite a while because of his stance on the,
1: uh, the whole, cap thing.
2: the whole cap thing, I'm with cap and not standing for the Anthem and, uh, blah, blah.
1: yeah, blah, 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 et cetera, <laughs> et
2: cetera, yada, yada, yada.
1: But yeah, him and Jenkins are battling. Yeah.
2: Malcolm Jenkins, the safety from the Eagles. Um, and I guess like they started jaw jacking in the warmups oh. at each other. Um, and I guess like, it's funny because like Jenkins is like, I think really respected amongst his fellow teammates, but also the players. Like he's looked, yeah, he's looked highly so. upon, I think in the league, but yeah, Reed came out and he was basically saying like, well, he co-opted the movement with cap just to get his own org organization funded. So he's, he's mad that, um, Jenkins is a sellout basically because he's, has this players' coalition working with the league? So that's that's where all the beef comes from. So I I don't know. I just I I don't know. I don't really get it. I would almost argue that if anybody Jenkins has kept the conversation going with Reed and Kaepernick out of the league. Oh, that's true. And you know he's just doing it in a different. He has just has a different method. He's not doing it by kneeling on the field. He's actually going for sit down interviews, and explaining himself. Yeah. You know. So I I I don't know. I kind of side with Jenkins on this, but fuck! In the video, Reed looks batshit
1: crazy. Yeah, like his he eyes does, are bulging man. out of his
2: head. Eyes are bulging out of his head, bigger than fucking Justin Tucker's when he fucking clanked oh, the bar on that extra pointer.
1: Her. That was his first ever miss. Yeah,
2: I was gonna leave it for dank stats, but fucking let's go into it right now. That piece of shit. I hate Justin Tucker. Why do you hate Justin There's Tucker? A, okay, I've got a <laughs> few irrational hates in the league. And I've got no reason for hating them other than just, I don't think they're, they're, they're cool people. Like <laughs> Justin Tucker's an opera singer. Okay. Well, there we go. Just <laughs> add, pile on. I guess you don't like him either. Um, no, I like him. <laughs> no, I my my, he's definitely one of them. I just don't like him. He's fucking, you know, he's obviously, what, cause he's it. like 90% or something Why like that. No, Why do I you just, I, do I just don't like him as a, as a guy, you know, he's just like, I don't know. <laughs> And then another guy that irrationally hate is Eric Weddle, the safety for the for the um, Ravens that you know, he oh, he's got a yeah. huge beard. He yeah, has to play for yeah, the Chargers. Yeah. Can't stand that fuck. <laughs> Anyways. You know, it doesn't yeah, I know they play for the Ravens or whatever, but anyways, those are just some irrational hates. I'm sure there's more. Maybe it's a new segment.
1: Yeah, there's that's irrational hates of the league.
2: I don't <laughs> mind it.
1: Oh man. Um
2: anyways, he missed his extra point. It was his two hundred he had made two hundred and twenty two straight ones before he missed that one. Fuck. Yeah. That's wild. Costing them the game. Yeah, it
1: did cost them Thank the game. Thank you, Justin. Yeah. Yeah. Yippee Kai Yppippy Justin Tucker. Oh well, what do we got now? Well, that's around done around the NFL, or? Uh yeah, I think I think that's, I think that's it. Yeah, that's we're it.
2: jumping into your favorite segment.
1: What my new favorite segment? Oh my for god, sure. <laughs> prepare
2: yourself! <laughs> I it, like this might honestly just be like a fucking accountant down in iowa or something or some some (laughs) fucking pizza yeah some pizza chef no these are like practice guys
1: almost but anyway this is the no frills no namer the bfb no frills no namer it's not just my segment but it is kind of just my segment i think
2: well like you love it so much there's no way there's no way i could could even fathom asking for it because (laughs) No, you know, oh, man. I've never seen you work harder and I'm not going to get you off this train no man. It's way, man. awesome.
1: I, I dig for the no-namer, but yeah, no frills no-namer. We got uh running back from the New York Jets playing over in MetLife and uh it's Trenton Cannon. Oh yeah pardon <laughs> <laughs> Trenton Cannon running back he uh Trenton Cannon uh, he well okay I mean Bilal got hurt right so this guy comes in he had two rush attempts he had four rush yards he had five targets <laughs> four receptions Hold and 69 on. yards say that 69, 69 about,
2: yards total
1: 69 yards through the air Okay And four, and four rush yards. Four rush yards And yeah. he's a running back? He's a running back Okay yeah.
2: Well, okay I mean, I don't know I think he may be relevant uh, Until that EJ McGuire guy comes back off IR Yeah, that's true And then he's, he might be the guy that you look for uh, I definitely wouldn't look at Trent Kennedy. Bilal,
1: Bilal Powell Well, then why'd you bring him up? Because he's the no-namer, because he had a good week last week, and nobody knows who he is. Oh, you're not going to take him, though.
2: No. Didn't you, uh, yeah, you pumped, the last week was Raheem. Last week I pumped
1: Raheem Mostert. Who
2: just went for 10 bucks in the N40L, (laughs) which was a smart pickup. I like that pickup by the Eastlake Scoundrels. Well mm -hmm. done. Um, Good one.
1: But you heard it here first. Yeah. But no, you're not picking up Trenton Cannon.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, there you go. (laughs) Trenton Cannon.
3: That's a I see me
2: the ball. Alright. Well we got Matt's dank stats. My dank stats, yeah. It'd be nice to uh get a little, little sound bite for this. I don't know what we would use, you know. No. We'll figure
1: it out. Yeah, we'll 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 battle that one. I got the soundboard now anyway. Yeah,
2: exactly. You can do a little bit of a little bit <laughs> of searching. Not a lot of dank stats, to be honest, this week. Uh, but there were, there's, there's three that kind of jumped out or are kind of neat. Uh, the first one is Corey Littleton, the, uh, Rams linebacker and special teams player has now blocked two punts this season. So two punts in seven weeks, which is pretty wild, Yeah. but it's his fourth in the past two years. So the guy, the guy can get it done mm-hmm. on, on, uh, two thirds of the football field. So are two thirds teams whatever. Thirds of the football
1: team, Yeah, yeah I okay. guess.
2: Yeah, so that's that's pretty neat. Uh the other one was in the past 2 weeks. The Chiefs have uh have played two contenders, the New England Patriots, Cincinnati Bengals. And in those two games they punted a grand total of one time. So in 120 <laughs> minutes they punted one time. And in that in those two games, uh they accumulated 903 yards of offense. That's wild. Yeah. So,
1: fuck.
2: Great Shit. team.
1: Great team. Only punted once? That'd yeah. be a great job, the KC punter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Eat barbecue all day, man. You yeah, show dude, up You to would your do, game, do, you do nothing. nothing. Oh, wow. That would be tight. I think the punter wouldn't even be that bad, I think. It's yeah. Some, and that, some until, of them get rocked. And man. Yeah.
2: Until you either get rocked with your leg hanging up in the air. <laughs> And the guy hits your planter leg yeah. or a botch snap goes over your head and you get fucking
1: dummy <laughs> yeah. or
2: you fucking coach calls a run play with you. Do you remember that fucking play in the Seattle game? It was when they were wearing those fucking puke green yes. color rush jerseys yes. and, and the John, pun- John Ryan, the Canadian punter ran that one up and got, got cocky and fumbled it like by himself.
1: And then we started juggling and got
2: fucking
0: <laughs> licked.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. He was out cold. Yeah. That's when you don't want to be a punter. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. But don't be an idiot either. Well, you know, you're just
2: getting so excited. The guy's like, oh, holy shit. I'm running. Holy shit. I'm past oh. 10 yards. Holy shit. This is a 20 yard run. Oh my God. Where's the ball? Lights out. <laughs> yeah. Fucking wild. Just fucking got put in a body bag. a body bag. Just dummied uh, So yeah That's why I wouldn't want to be the punter um, And then the last Last one isn't really a stat But it's just more of a quote uh, From George Kittle Who's quietly One of the Better tight end picks this season Yeah that's true um, And could get him late I got him super late uh, When asked about his touchdown In in the last game against the Rams His quote was I had to get in Because my fantasy coaches Needed needed me to get more points <laughs>
1: Man of the people. Man
2: of the people. So, George Kittle, (laughs) I applaud you, and I respect you.
1: Yeah, Yeah. helping you out. Yeah, so... Oh, well. There's where the dank stats of the wood. Matt's dank stats. Next up, we got Gord's Grinder. Oh, yeah. come on! Whoops. (laughs) Sorry. Maddie's button mashing over there. Yeah. All right, this week on the Grinder was a different week, because the guy I... Well, we'll talk about him after, but... This one's a little bit of an off one, and uh, they really helped Feldy beat me this week. I played Denver in both of my leagues this week, got fucking absolutely dominated. <laughs> I played him in my other league, too. Yeah. Um, but we're going with the Denver defense as oh, Gorge nice. Grinder. Fucking right. What, are they, what switching were they it up, are. Switching it up. They had great stats, only 10 points allowed, 6 sacks, 3 interceptions, 2 fumble recoveries, and 2 TDs. And uh, in one league, they got me forty. The other guy got forty points, and in our league, he got fucking thirty-two.
2: Hey, baby, you looking hot tonight?
1: But uh, we got an honorable mention. Ooh, honorable really? mention on Gord's Grinder this week. Okay, because I picked my own guy last week. Yeah. And this guy didn't start. He was on the bench, but it's a little bit of a Giants' homer pick too. But you got to give it to Sterling Shepherd. Ooh, eight targets, five receptions, one hundred and sixty-seven receiving yards. Oh man, no, no Tutty. I don't think that's a
2: homer pick at all.
1: Like how that's did, a that's many, a grinder week. Five receptions for one sixty-seven on one fifty-three yarder and another fifty-eight yarder. Against the highly burnable Atlanta D. So I'm assuming, with Eli, it was a screen pass on both of those? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably a a, a six-yard check down. All right. Um, Well well done, Sterling. So so that was an honorable mention for Gord's Grinder this week.
2: Nice. I don't mind that. I don't think that's a homer pick at all. Those numbers are...
1: Yeah, you Those can't, argue, really, with that. can't argue with that That's a grinder workload, man If you get 160-some yards and you got no tutty Oh, yeah That's a grinder week
2: Yeah, well done You know what? Fuck, yeah We
1: could go double grinders Yeah, that's true <laughs> Yeah If you got two candidates Yeah
0: Oh, sexy girlfriend
1: <laughs> Oh, yeah, grinder Um, What do we got next? Fearless forecast? Yeah, let's jump into it um,
2: Why don't you take this
1: one? Yeah, last week... I did not bad. I went, uh, well, I went one for three on the Fearless. Because last week I picked Eli. Uh, he had a, I would say I, I won. I, I hit the jackpot on the Eli one. Yeah, you so, did. In more ways than one. Yeah. Guy goes for 399 yards, only one one touchdown and seven rush yards. 24.6 fantasy points, which is a great week for him. Yeah. And, and uh, most And, quarterbacks. and Andy me. And and was was, you know, questioning the fearless. Yeah. And uh there Bull you go.
2: moved Bull moved to question it while the game was not over. Yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Interesting strategy. Yeah. Um,
1: but, but yeah. But uh yeah, so I was you know, I'd say that one was a win. Uh Joe Flacco had not a bad week, two hundred and seventy nine yards through the air, two touchdowns, four rush yards. Uh he had nineteen point five points. That one's not bad. That one's like a half winner, I guess. Austin Hooper, the tight end, though he uh, put up a bit of a stinker: three receptions, forty-eight yards, four point eight points. So, all right, this week, this week I just got two. Uh, okay. I was I was sticking with the running back and wide receiver this week. Uh, got AP coming out of Washington. I think he's going to have a, a good week here. All day. I think he's going twenty carries for one hundred and five yards and a touchdown. Okay. Um. They play the Giants, and the Giants just traded one of their best defensive fucking tackles. <laughs> so, that kind of plays into that one a little bit. Oh,
2: man. That Giants defense is looking worse and worse. She ratchet!
1: She ratchet! She ratchet! Oh, man. Yeah, so, I don't know. That's It's going to be rough. I think AP's going to fucking rumble all over him, to be A-D all day. Um, then for... Uh, the wide receiver, I got a uh, guy we touched on a little earlier, but Stephon Diggs in Minnesota. Yeah, great pick. Um, I like playing the Saints, we obviously all know what happened last year when they uh, played them in the playoffs. The old Minnesota Miracle. Oh, yeah. And then Minnie put up a stinker against the Eagles. The Minnesota Miracle is one of the
2: best football plays I've ever seen. Oh, and you know wild. where I watched it? I was at dinner at Swiss Chalet with my mom. <laughs> My dad and my grandmother. No and way. it was on the screen over my grandmother's shoulder. I felt so bad because I wasn't really paying attention. But, man, that was unreal, that play by Diggs at the end.
1: Touchdown! <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah, real nice. But, anyway, he's uh, he's the my other fearless forecast. He's going for 110 yards and two touchdowns.
2: All right. Okay, well, that brings us to my... Um, Tank cast uh, for guys that are just an absolute... Uh, tire fire. Tire fire or car crash. Um, but we're going to roll with what I did last week. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, last week I picked wide receiver Wolf Fuller the fifth uh, as my as my tank. Uh, I said he'd have two catches for under 30 yards and no touchdowns, um, which was true. He did have no touchdowns, but he did also have six catches for 68 yards. <laughs> so he, I think he comes out with an eight points. So he's, I, I would say it's, uh, it's a wash. I'd say.
1: Call, I don't know if that's a wash. I think that that's eight. a loss.
2: Eight points? You want to start a receiver with eight points? You yeah, happy I know that. But no, and he got no touchdown. I was right about that. That's true. Okay, and then I also picked running back uh Jordan Howard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he went off this week. No, he didn't, man. He it, didn't was, he?
2: it was it was all like okay. He didn't get a ton of yards, but he got a touchdown. Yeah. So that's I mean, that's what inflated his score. I was technically right. I said he'd stay under 50 rushing yards, and he had 39, but I also said he wouldn't get a touchdown, and he got one. Oh. So
0: I yeah, don't know, this pretty, week, that this week I thought it was
2: okay. Yeah, no, that's okay. Um, You know, I don't know what to do. In the in the famous words of uh, Rick the Hormone Monster, <laughs> yeah, <I lost> <laughs> uh, you know, it's cool, man, it's cool. <laughs> I've never seen that show. Man, you got to watch it. It's so funny. It is so funny. It, it'll get you going. I'm not a big cartoon guy, I don't think. You'll, you'll be into this cartoon. Yeah, yeah trust me, it's great um yeah so this week moving along um i went with uh for my quarterback I picked Alex Smith of the washington Redskins um throughout the season he hasn't really lived up um to expectations and i real i don't really like the cast around him to be honest at the moment uh, he's he, a
1: game manager
2: yeah he hasn't scored any over 20 fantasy points all season uh, and that includes against favorable favorable matchups like Indianapolis where he got 13. Or New Orleans where he got 14. Um, And adding to that, he hasn't thrown for over 300 yards at all this season. Uh, Although it looks like a favorable matchup on paper against the Giants, uh, I think he's going to tank. So my prediction is I think he'll throw for under 200 yards, get one touchdown, and he still won't reach that elusive 20-plus fantasy point uh, mark. No. Even with Apple gone. Yep, yeah, that's true. Oh, I forgot they traded him as well. Yeah. Man, Shepard, come to Cleveland. He ain't going anywhere. Let's see. Um, and then for my fearless tank tight end, I went uh with a guy coming off injury, so maybe I'm maybe I'm taking a bit of a low blow, but <laughs> fuck, <laughs> it, I'll take you where I can get. Is Greg Olson of the Carolina Panthers. Um, although he's played, which is kinda of crazy, since his re- return from injury he's played hundred and eighteen of hundred and nineteen snaps. Um, I would temper your expectations with this stud. Uh, yeah, he did have a touchdown last week, but look at the numbers. So he had one touchdown last week. It put his team ahead, won them the game, but he had two receptions for five yards. <laughs> so yeah. I think the Ravens are a bit more of a, a, bit, a bit of a tougher matchup on the tight end position. And so I'm going with uh, less than 30 yards receiving and no touchdowns. So I'm giving him a bit more credit and then uh in the reception game but no touchdowns. You
0: ugly, you're ugly and your mother ugly and your sister ugly. You just plain old
2: ugly. All right. Cue. Well, uh I think this we takes got... us to our Buds and Duds. Yeah, Buds before, and Duds. Before we uh connect with our special guest of water oh. oh,
1: good kill. Yeah, good kill. What do you want to go Buds first? Sure Sure, yeah.
2: For Buds this week, it was pretty straightforward. Uh, That Chiefs game was crazy for fantasy owners, so I took my quarterback and my running back from that team. I got Patrick Mahomes, who had four touchdown passes, 358 yards, 45 rush yards, 37-point night, uh, and he might just be the best fantasy quarterback this season already. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, Kareem Hunt. Is in a running back Unreal move last game Probably the run of the year Literally gets spun backwards And then hurdles a guy Just basically standing still No running momentum Like he was fucked Um, He had 32 points 86 rush yards and a touchdown Chipped in 55 reception yards And 2 touchdowns through the air uh, just beastin' baby Yeah, beastin' Wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders Of the Denver Broncos 25 points 102 reception yards And the new trend of this NFL season <laughs> Is receivers throwing, throwing touchdowns Throwing touchdowns So good for him uh, Tough for a guy that might have started Case Keenum in his other league Where he's 1-5 uh,
1: But good for Emmanuel <laughs> And I was playing Sanders And the BFB. Ooh, oh, Double I played fucked. Sanders and Denver last week <laughs> Woo! Oh, yeah. Over before you even hit Sunday. My points for in that other league is the lowest by far. Shocking. I know. Hal Huncho just didn't quite work yeah. out. Ah, you got a bad year, you know? Yeah, exactly.
3: Guys, a
2: bad year. Definitely don't switch things up and do any research or look into anything. No. Yeah, that won't help you at all. No, I so would stay I do away. that? <laughs> um, and then at tight end... Uh, I picked Trey Burton. Oh, my boy. From the Hard
1: Hats. My boy. Yeah,
2: your boy. Finally
1: getting the Hard Hats, finally getting a little bit of love. A little bit on of love. Yeah, segment. I had to do it. <laughs> uh, you know, it, even though I lost.
2: Yeah, lost this week. Uh, tough break. I didn't mind it, the separation in our division. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, anyways, Trey had 126 yards and one touchdown. Good for 22 fantasy points. Uh, and those
1: are the buds of the week Yeah, buds buds of the week um, Next up we got the duds, obviously At the QB position We talked about him a little earlier Maddie's tank cast We got Alex Smith uh, oh, Just yeah. just game managing, you know oh, yeah. <laughs> 178 yards One touchdown, four rush attempts And 16 rush yards
3: You suck, you jackass
1: But quietly they are still First in the NFC East so, really, yeah, what does it matter? But true. from a fantasy perspective, it sucks. Yeah. Um, next up, wide receiver, we got Corey Davis. Uh, seven targets, three receptions for ten yards. That's oh, one fantasy point. You disgust me. <laughs> uh, yeah, he had a he had a rough week for Kel. Who's going to be on later, later. Oh, yeah. so that's why I, I threw Corey Davis in there. And then the next one was a guy on my own team, Mr. Duke Johnson, Jr. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you started him. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I did start him. And I, because, man, I, you know, you're hearing things back and forth, and then I heard... Duke was going to be the guy. and
2: oh, You and got it, a Browns insider fucking living <laughs> five blocks away, man, and you can't come over for a cup of sugar? Yeah. I'll tell you.
1: <laughs> but anyway, yeah, he's, he's my RB done of the week. Um, negative four rush yards, four receptions, and 23 receiving yards. He got me 1.9 points. Oh, man. But... Oh, well. What are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's a... Right. Uh, you know, it's tough, uh
2: uh that's that's a tough one there because I don't know, Nick Chubb, They don't use Duke. They don't use him and it's it sucks. But uh Whatever, oh, well. you, what are you gonna do? I I think Nick Chubb's the guy, as we mentioned before. But whatever. Yeah,
1: Nick Chubb's the guy. And I mean what are they doing uh over there in Tennessee anyway? You know, like with Corey Davis. Oh Nothing. man,
2: yeah. And he they took him so high.
1: Yeah, they he did. I
2: think it was fourth or fifth overall. Um that was just a, a it's it's weird how they're not utilizing them. What did you think of uh Tennessee going for two over in Jaleo London
1: Yeah. When they could have just gone for the tie. Oh well, but uh yeah, so, what do we got? Next up, we got our guest calling in from Houston. Yeah, I guess just slough that one off, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, was,
2: that's okay. I'm, we'll talk you, about it later. He's I'm online. productioning. I'm Inter- productioning. I know. International minutes, too. Yeah,
1: international minutes. Anyways,
2: we kept him waiting long
1: enough. He's here. Hey, Hello, Kellen. Kellen, Kel, we got you on the line. I can I can hear you now. Oh, oh nice. perfect.
2: Okay, sorry. We were just giving you a little bit of a. Yeah,
1: we were giving you the intro you deserve. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so I, we're live now. Yeah, yeah, we're live. Yeah, yeah you're well, on.
2: You're live right now, and here, just so just so you amp yourself up, and maybe maybe we'll you know we'll give you a little bit more credit. Welcome to the show, our BFB guest of the week, Kellen, aka Sweaty Neck, aka Commissioner Good Kell, aka cat guy
1: but maybe it's kitten guy is it kitten guy right now kellen or are you a cat guy Uh, i love
3: it uh it is it is very much a kitten i think yeah (laughs) hey hey, do you have one of those like angry cat
1: sounds like a hiss oh no we don't i don't think we got a hiss on the soundboard oh
2: man it'd be great if we had a hiss no you know what they give us i've got kitten jaguar I've got one just called Meow, and then...
3: a and I like
2: it. Yeah, and then, like, actually, like, the Jaguar, the Jaguar sound effect is really, um, I don't know, like... It's okay, pretty angry. Yeah, it's it's kind of horny, to be honest. Here's the Jaguar one.
0: All
2: right, I kind of like yeah. the left... I kind of like this one. I've got a leopard. What is, the, what is the crowd thing? Maybe we'll cover this next week.
3: That one's a little bit better,
0: a little
3: bit cattier,
2: yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know. All right. We can stick with leopard. A cat's a cat, right, Kel? A cat's a cat. Yeah. Exactly. That's literally. How literal, many that's,
1: cats did your family have? Yeah.
2: That's. I was just gonna say that was the Chilibag motto. <laughs> I've
1: got a good little uh, uh, bit on that later. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Sweet. Um, well, jumping in. Yeah. or from. Uh, uh, I was from, just gonna say, how, how's Teddy doing tonight? Oh, oh, fired up! Can yeah, Teddy's
3: fired <laughs> up. Can I hear that gurgle?
1: Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I don't mind. Where's the lighter? Here. Maddie's already had a few tonight. Yeah. There you go. Oh yeah, I've been stumbling all oh, night, Kel. I Cal. got that. I got that sound. I like it. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Teddy, our boy. Um, <laughs> all right, we're jumping in. Kellen, the resident cat guy, resident jaguars guy. Jaguars What's inside. What's the neighborhood it? you're living in now, Kel?
3: Uh, it's on the shitty side of the train track in, like, central Houston. So it's like there's this really nice neighborhood that's on the other side of the track that we originally wanted to live in, um, but we couldn't really afford to, to like, have a reasonable place there, so now we're north of the train tracks and, like, every probably three hours we hear it go by, so. (laughs) (laughs) It's a nice nice place, but it's, like, it's got some work uh, needed on it.
1: Well, that's okay. What's it called?
3: It works, though. What is it called? It's called Rice Military.
2: Bryce Military?
3: Yeah, that's, like, the name of the, the neighborhood. Oh, shit. What?
2: Yeah, man. Sounds regal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Well, yeah, they getting have, into they it. have
3: this, like, really, really shitty uh, convenience store in this pocket of the neighborhood. And every time I go in there, there's always, like, a couple of sketchy dudes out on the sidewalk in front. Usually taking a nap if it's daytime, but it's, like, it's kind of
2: sketchy. And all you want is a bag of crunchy Cheetos.
3: <laughs> exactly. Cheetos for the... Or the cat guy, right? Yeah, that's yeah,
2: true unless you're going to somebody else's house, then you buy spits and just leave it everywhere.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm the
2: worst. Yeah, cat guy. So, a, so a Jags fan living in Houston. So let, let's uh, let's tackle those those Jags. Sure.
1: Yeah. Um. So okay, yeah. First, first Jags question we got up here for you. Um. After Bortles' great start to the season, obviously they beat the Pats. He's obviously came a little bit down to earth for the boys. And I'm a Bortles guy. We know that. I'm not. We know yeah, yeah. that. But um, do you think he's actually, like, the franchise is capable with winning the, with the boat? With the best of yeah. all time? Do you think you that's think he can the, take him there? That's kind of a big
3: question right now, isn't it? Like, like I, I don't want to say that he's the franchise guy, but they can win with him. Like, they, I think they showed that last year with, you know, coming within one game of the Super Bowl. And, uh, I mean, you look at the stats this year, like, at least his career passing rating, it's like his passing rating this year is on par with what it has been during his career. Yeah. Oh. So it's like, you know, it's Bortles. This year, the Bortles this year is no different than the Bortles last year. And You know, Bortles is going to Bortles. He's going to throw his picks and he's, he's going to have his off games. And last year what kind of saved them was they had like a top one or two D in the league. And if if they have that, they can win with portals I just think that like it's a maybe a bad recipe for a franchise team. Like if you're relying on your, your defense to be a top one or two D in the league to overcome the you know, the downfalls of your quarterback, like that's just not sustainable. Like you you, you can't do that year on year end and have even if Billy D have one or two top in the league, you know.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's a not the the greatest sustainable model.
3: Yeah, that's kind of where my head's at on it. And you, you want to hear a funny stat? Yeah. So love him. Since since, since Bortles has entered the league, he leads the league in turnovers at ninety, <laughs> and and the next closest guy is ten back at eighty. And I'll buy you guys a beer if you can guess who it is.
1: Oh. oh. 80 turnovers?
3: 80 turnovers. In the time that Bortles has been in the league. It's you, it's, oh.
1: it's probably Eli.
3: You got it, man. Oh my god.
2: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> guy, guy watches a lot of Giants football. <laughs> oh, man, man. man. You know what? I... I you,
3: you know what's kind of shitty about the whole deal, too? Is, you know, he had, like, a pretty good playoff run last year, right? Like, when it mattered, he kind of played the games the way they should be played. He didn't have a single turnover in the playoffs, And then they signed him to the three-year extension. Oh, yeah. And next year, he has $16.5 million guaranteed, right? So if they do want to part ways with him, they have to eat that money. Like, it's dead money. And so, if they did, in fact, like... Move on from Bortles next year, they'd be actually be paying him more, not to play on the team, than they would be paying anybody else on their team to actually play football.
1: For him. Oh <laughs> man,
3: isn't that crazy?
2: That is so like if I'm fun. Bortles,
3: I'm like, Fuck, that sucks.
2: Like, oh man, I must be shitty. Drop in the bucket for Shad Khan though, with that greasy ponytail
1: and those deep pockets. Oh yeah, but <laughs> I, I mean, if he, if if Bortles has a run game. Yeah, I think you know. Yeah, you
2: know what? It was actually funny. So I was I was looking over the Jags roster today, and I noticed that they're one of the teams that only carry two quarterbacks. So their <laughs> their their backup, who played a little bit last week, through they obviously when they benched uh, Blake, was Cody Kessler, yeah. drafted by the Browns. Yeah, Browns. Ah, uh, yeah, like Browns legend out of fifth a uh, fifth round or fourth round or something out of USC. Anyways, uh, we shipped him over to Jacksonville earlier this year. Anyways, on uh, a recent uh so Andrew Hawkins and Joe Thomas have a podcast uh called The Tomahawk Show. And they it's pretty Browns focused, but uh they talk about the league and shit like that. Anyways, uh Hawkins was talking about when he was when he was on the team with, with Cody Kessler. So I forget where they were playing, but they're on the road and their first quarterback got hurt, second quarterback wasn't playing well and then got hurt, and they're like, holy shit, Like we're going to have to put in our third-string quarterback, Cody Kessler. And at the same time, uh, Terrell Pryor was on the team. Okay. And uh, they went over to Cody, and they're like, "Hey, we're, we're going to be putting you in. He was like, I'm not ready. I don't want to go in. And he started refusing. <laughs> and so the coach walked over to Terrell Pryor and said, okay, you're going to have to go in at quarterback. And Pryor said, hell no. You're paying me receiver money, not quarterback money. And Kessler had to go in. I love that. So that's, that's the guy that's relieving Blake. So have confidence, Kel. Things yeah. will get better. Yeah. <laughs> that's brutal. I
3: mean, they're uh, going to start him next week, right? Like They're starting
2: Bortles. They're not, yeah. they're not going with Oh, that. yeah. No, no, they've already come out with that. Um, yeah. speaking. Okay, so we we touched on they've got a pretty prolific defense. Um, and there's a particular there's one guy that stands out, and it's Jalen Ramsey. Um, so as I just want to know, and Gordon, and I want to know what what does the fan base feel about Jalen Ramsey? And as a premier corner in the league, mm-hmm. is that duo of Ramsey and AJ Bouye enough to push his team into the playoffs?
3: I mean, I mean, obviously Ramsey is is elite, right? Like one of the top corners, corners
2: in
3: the league. Yeah. And I... He, he's got a reputation, right? Like, he's a pretty polarizing guy and, and you know, he's going to speak what's on his mind and either you like it or you don't. Um, I just think that that kind of personality, you know, it's really easy to like when you're winning. But when you're losing, it's like... Just kind of... You just got to play ball. Like, you, you just... Kind of got to shut your mouth and get to work. And I think... Optically, his style can be really bad in losing environments. And on top of that, I think when you when you talk that kind of trash, you just put a lot of pressure on yourself and maybe you know the the D around you. And it's just I, I don't know if it's needed. Uh, I you know they're kind of trying to get get through this little bit of a slump, and anything you can do to to get through it helps. And I, I can kind of see that uh, the fan base would get a little bit frustrated with that yeah. um, even though you know the, the D problems that they're having right now may not fully be as false but i don't know if you guys know this but the the jag d right now is worse in the league and like turnover ratio oh really and so, so yeah so That's i think so they're cool like minus 12 or something like that and part of that is portals obviously but part of that is them just not the d not you know Making yeah. plays as much as they used to. Not, and uh they were getting, I, I do think, you know, the that'll regress towards the meet a little bit. And if it does, like that little bit of extra offense from the defense maybe is enough to to get that team back looking at the playoffs. But absolutely they need those two, um, if they want to have a shot at this. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean the D we're getting them TDs left, right, and center last year. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, and it wasn't just the DBs. It was
2: coming from all levels.
1: Yeah. They're most all-time or something. Yeah, yeah, that is
2: pretty wild, man. Um, Great
1: fantasy-wise last year, Jacksonville's D. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, When you were talking about kind of Ramsey's tendencies when he's losing, I couldn't help but think that maybe that was an interchangeable conversation you could have about Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> and I, like, I'm not trying to take a dig at Gord, but like, it's just like you, it is he's you. the same type of player where yeah. they, where they talk a big game. And when you're winning, you fucking love it. And when you're losing, yeah. you look at it like, man, shut your goddamn mouth. Like you guys haven't done anything all week. And the fan base can turn on you real quick. Yeah. The real polarizing guy, I guess is what I'm yeah. talking about. Oh yeah, about. for
1: sure. I mean, obviously yeah. in, in the giant, right? Like it's just,
3: it's
2: not needed. It's added pressure to your team that maybe just isn't necessary. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, a huge part of their success last year uh, was uh, a balanced attack, right?
1: Yeah, like Leonard Fournette, yeah. obviously he was a first-rounder in most people's fantasy drafts this year, but he's got a huge history of leg injuries, and dating back, what, to his LSU days? Yeah. Hasn't even played a full game this season due to that nagging hammy. And uh, there's been rumors that he's mounting, like frustration, frustration in the building, particularly at the coaching staff, with his prolonged absence. As a, a Jags guy, as the Cat guy, like how do you feel about this? When he returns, do you think he can return to the dominating form that he's played last year?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's concerning. Like obviously, like that their offense is, you know, it's got very few dimensions and when you take Lawrence, uh, Leonard Fournette out of the picture, like, you're removing maybe their their most key dimension of their offense.
2: Yeah, their heart hard- I mean,
3: I mean, like, TJ Yeldon's been admirable in, you know, playing in his place. But the thing with Yeldon is, like, he breaks down. Like, like Fournette, when he, he play a whole game, you know, he runs angry and he runs hard and he's a big guy and he wears down the defense. Yeah. On a per game basis, more than he wears down, whereas Yeldon is just not built for that, right? So it doesn't give him that, I think, that extra edge. But I guess the double edged sword with Fournette's style is, you know, even though he's like, he is a rough, you know, kind of runner, his body takes a toll. And like, that's fine. Like, running backs have had success like that in the past. The problem is, is like, when he gets hurt, it just seems to stick with him. Yeah. Like, He's got kind of built a reputation where, you know, he comes back and he's just not 100% and it kind of sticks with him throughout the whole season. I mean, you already saw that this year, right? And now I kind of think, like, that management is just scared to play him. Like, yep. no one wants to be that guy that says, yeah, he's good to go and then he's not good. You know, like, they've already made that mistake once and who knows, many people's jobs are on the line with making that call. And so... I don't know. In my opinion, like, I think he's probably ready to play now, but they're just too scared to actually play him and they're really, really playing it safe. Man. I actually came across a rumor that he actually posted on Twitter earlier this week that he was playing, and then immediately the, the like, Twitter post was removed. Wow. So I don't know. Like, to me, that kind of says if it's true, like, he wants to play. He's ready to play. He's being held back. Uh, kind
2: of internally man that's an interesting take I never really thought about it that way but I mean I understand it they spent I think what is see, fourth or fifth in it and when he got drafted fourth, fifth or sixth something like that overall Yeah, you know they invested a ton into this guy um, so yeah I understand like Doug Marone's
1: job is on the line, basically. Yeah, pretty right? much. But, I mean, I think they'll...
2: Or uh, even,
3: like, maybe some of, like, the medical staff there, or, like, oh, I don't right. know how, how it works in the dressing room, but, you know, someone has to make the call, he's ready, and, you know, if he gets hurt again, which he has a history of doing, you know,
2: yeah, uh, yeah. it could
3: be bad for whoever's making that call.
2: Hmm. Um, Speaking of Fournette, so he, he was one of the rare exceptions, I guess, when it came to Jacksonville Jaguar drafts. Uh, because they he was an offensive player um but since uh in the past i'd say 5 to 6 years their emphasis has been on the defensive side of the ball and they they've gotten some studs for sure um but because of that they've i i feel neglected a bit of the offense um besides efficient quarterback play as we touched on earlier what's the biggest thing this team is missing on that side of the ball
3: i think the i mean First of all, I just want to note that the Jags have been dealing with like quite a bit of injuries up front this year, right? Like, obviously, Fournette, Marquise Lee. Um, yeah. Two of their left tackles, I think, have been out. They actually had their right tackle playing left tackle for some time. Like, hmm. Pretty much every one of their tight ends has been hurt or is hurt currently. So, I mean, just overall health is okay. something that I think they need. But yeah. if I were to, like actually answer that question i would say a pass catcher okay and and not just like like right now they have a lot of guys like they really rely on like dump off passes and like like uh crossing routes that kind of thing but they don't really have any sort of perimeter downfield kind of guy that you know portals can i guess err to like if he's in a panic he can kind of throw it up and yeah, a fifty-fifty chance that he comes. To, a guy comes down with
1: he it. Need, it and, he needs to. They
2: Adam just don't really have that. He
3: doesn't even have <laughs> to be that good. He, they just need that kind of dimension to their
2: game. Yeah, they need a big body downfield receiver, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like that. like, like the, I guess Allen Robinson would be that that, but obviously he left the team. And I think like Marquise Lee will stretch the field, but he's he's diminutive. Like he's not very he's not a big player. So yeah did, I tend to agree you know, with that. Do you know the story
3: behind Robinson? like why did he decide to leave?
2: Yeah, he hit free agency, and, and i just, I like, think he wanted to get paid and went elsewhere. yeah, probably. um and I mean, yeah, why I'm not? sure if he's him right now sitting in Chicago, he ain't regretting it, No.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: um so yeah, yeah, I tend to agree with that too. so like who's the who's their main tight end? Is it O'Shaughnessy? seion well, Jenkinsafarion
3: Jenkins, right, but he's on the i r okay and then they have now Paul
1: okay,
2: i
3: think he's I think he's out, and then yeah, it was trying to see, and I think he's either out or like dealing with something okay so I don't to be honest, I don't like if they were to start tomorrow, I don't know who would be playing tight ends for them
2: <laughs> all right. Well, who knows? It, it, regardless, Johnny and the Valley View Vices will pick them up, no matter who oh, yeah. they are. <laughs>
1: um, this next one, you know, I've kind of been bugging Maddie about this in the last <laughs> couple weeks, but he keeps asking guys uniform <laughs> questions, okay? So... <laughs> Uh, the last one was from Doris. I know Maddie and Doris are talking at the at the liquor store, and that's how that last one came through. But so my this girl. this one's from Matt, but I'm reading it out. <laughs> he says, "We got to know your thoughts on the new Unis." Last week, I had actually mentioned that they were some of my favorites, and they are. But do you miss the old half gold, half matte black helmets? <laughs> okay,
3: wait, wait, wait. The are you talking about the half gold in like? the shitty mustard colored jerseys?
2: <laughs> no,
1: I'm no. talking about their
2: helmets. Their but, shitty helmets that they just switched from.
1: They had, like, the, the two-tone. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. But those baby poo mustard ones that you guys had were terrible
1: as well. Yeah, those were... No, no way, man. Those are my favorite.
3: Like, I actually don't really like the Jacksonville jersey, but <laughs> I love the mustard one. It's just, like, so heinous. Yeah. That I, it's, like, it's too good. it's too ugly not to like.
2: Yeah, it is. You know? It is Kellen to a T. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> Give me the grossest thing you can well, find. I
3: will say this. I was kind of thinking about this. I think you guys were talking. You have been talking about jerseys. You know, oh, a yeah. couple of times on the pod. Love it. Not and, you guys. Uh, not like, you guys, <laughs>
1: Kellen. Okay. Matt has, <laughs> jerseys, okay? Yeah. Matt has been talking about I'll jerseys. Okay. Matt has been talking about. jerseys. I'll
2: fucking talk about it every pod. I have a me. uni section. I love it. I
1: yeah. love it. But anyway.
3: Yeah, I mean it's it's fun to talk about, but. I was gonna say, um, Matt. Like I, I think our tastes are very similar because I actually really like the Browns jersey. If I had to pick a top jersey in the league, I think I would take it. It's just, you know, simple and classic. The colors are nice. I don't know. Yeah. But I also really like the Forty ers jersey, which I think you also mentioned <laughs> last week. Yeah,
2: yeah, those are my number ones, other than Cleveland. Yeah, for sure. I love those ones. You
1: know, yeah. those classic ones, even Green and,
2: Bay and
3: Gord. Like Minnesota, really.
1: I like the purple. <laughs> I think the purple's dope. The purple and gold?
3: You know, you're a real tough guy on the exterior, but man. <laughs> what?
1: Yeah. I think it's sick. Oh, son, and, yeah. and the like I said, the matte purple helmets are pretty dope. Yeah, I don't mind that, yeah. So, okay, getting back to the question, though. What do you, what do you think about your team's new unis? Because <laughs> <laughs> Matt needs to know.
2: I gotta know.
1: <laughs>
3: just know that in general I just like don't like the Jaguar jerseys and I have one like I have the the teal and black yeah and they're like leather teal shoulders it feels like oh, man, I don't even know how to explain it it's just the weirdest like jersey to put on it's huh. so stiff and boxy and then there's like all this leathery shine I don't know
1: just in general I, I'm, not, I'm not I don't like, like, mind
3: a huge the Jaguars
2: <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, can, you can't leave the listeners hanging who's the player Man. On who's jersey. on your
1: jersey
3: oh it's fucking portals man
2: oh my god oh,
3: of course. <coughs> okay have you guys seen that barstool sports like clip
2: of him like giving you like a a tour of his house
3: yeah yeah but there's like a very specific clip in that interview like the interview is awful but there's a 10 second clip that's so good <laughs>
2: you not know, seen this no he's a beauty th- 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 what, okay, what happened so they,
3: they ask him like he, that girl asked him, what would you be doing if you weren't playing football? Oh. And he just goes, uh, I don't know, probably working construction and ripping sticks.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I have like, seen what a that. a fucking beauty. Yeah, and Gordon was like, he's my favorite quarterback <laughs> in the league. <laughs> he does seem like a beauty.
3: <laughs> oh, that was so funny.
1: Uh, but that. Man, that's great. Oh, well. Yeah, uh, I am like portals. I'm a, like a uh, good Okay.
2: Fan. Well, moving away from uh, the Jags, how's it? How's it been since you moved down to Houston?
1: How's it going? How, we how are you liking that city? We were city? touching on it a little earlier. Yes, yeah. but yeah,
2: but like, are you are you enjoying it? Like, what's the city like? It's it's
3: good so far. I mean, it's it's been a month and a half, and it's just been like I don't know. Your your first couple months, you're just getting shit done. Like, I had to get a car. I got it. Had to get a house. All my stuff came only like a week and a half ago. You guys saw how. Uh, <laughs> the looking I was in my place with nothing in here except a, a chair stand. and like a small desk. Yeah.
2: But, <laughs> small uh, desk, it was a TV it, tray, buddy. was yeah, And a, floor, was a, TV and a tray. lawn chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a sad sight. Weekend at Breeze. Um,
3: but yeah, I mean, other than like getting set up, it, it's been good. Like, it's, you know, obviously a warmer place to live and I like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the food here is, Is really good. Oh, yeah. The thing that kind of sucks is I just have to drive everywhere, and that's been a bit of getting used to. Like, I spend now easy, like, an hour a day in the car.
0: What kind of car do you get? Like,
3: an hour a week.
2: What kind of car do you get? Uh,
1: I got a BMW. Oh!
2: I guess it pays when you're the commissioner of the N40. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah,
1: he's taking it off the top, eh, bud? Uh, it's, it's
3: used. Don't
1: don't get too crazy. All right, all right. What year? It's uh, 2015. Oh, oh okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Used, gently used, yeah. <laughs> and lady-driven, <laughs> and continued to be lady-driven.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're gonna slap a van sticker on the back of that car like you did the, to- the you did the Mazda. Oh man. I sold that
3: car to my sister and uh, probably three weeks later, the clutch went. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, ma'am. Like I had no problems with that car for five years and then three weeks of her owning it. Oh, I to go to the shop.
1: Yeah. That's a typical Kellen move. Right I, I know an autobody guy. If, if she's looking. Yeah, if I know. An auto body guy. <laughs> but, uh, what I mean, what's going on with the cat guys franchise in the n Forty L? I mean, are you on the look up? Are you nervous? Do you believe the players oh, yeah, you have? Of course. Are are you know, are you looking to shake it up? What what what's going on? So,
3: I'll, I'll be the first to admit, like my team is not that good. Right? Like the fact that I'm four and three, like I think it was Shane that asked that last week. Yeah. It's I, I'm as shocked as, as he is. Like you look at my point four, they're the same as Scott, and Scott's one and six. Woo. So I've just been, I've just been getting like favorable matchups, um, but like, I yeah I'm nervous. Like I look at the standings now, and I kind of see there's like a top four, right? Like there's four guys I kind of think for sure that are are pretty good for the playoffs, and there's I think kind
2: of who are those four?
3: So I'd say obviously Chris, uh, Matt, I'd put you up there. Um, yeah. I put uh, both Feldman and Nigel in there and then I kind of think Shane and um, Stu will likely round out like the last two. I wow. think Gord could probably still mix in there but I think it'll be between me, Gord and uh, Johnny for that last spot in the Gregor Bowl. The and look on Gord's face for- right now. <laughs> What's that? You, you, the look
2: on Gord's face right now. Holy shit.
3: <laughs> I was going to wait till the end to say this, but, like, if if you weren't aware of what was actually happening in the league, you would swear to God Gord was, like, in second or first place right now. <laughs> Just based on your podcast. But, like, like if, you guys always talk about who's going to win your, your division, and you kind of, like play this game where I'm picking my team. No, I'm picking my team. I I
0: gotta
3: say, I think it's gonna be Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Matt, you're I think you're a bit of a dark horse
2: here. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And not no, not talked about a lot. Still,
3: you can still get in there, but like, I don't
1: know. I, I don't need you know what that's the day. thing that's the thing about the hard hats, man. We like to we like to prove the naysayers, right? That's a fuel that we use. So Yeah. You know I'm just gonna come out and (laughs) Well, I hope you do. I'm gonna come out and go to work. Kind of going
3: back to your question though, like I I'm not ready to blow anything up on my team yet. Like I think this is what's good about the punishment, is that it keeps people in check. Like I am gonna wait until at least I kind of feel comfortable that I'm not going to be in the Gregor Bowl before I do anything too crazy because if I'm in that bowl, I want to make sure I have a good enough team to avoid going into last play.
2: Yeah, that's true. For sure. If Siri wins, he's giving you a tat, and I can't imagine what Stu would make you get. <laughs> a cat paw or something like yeah. that. Yeah, or just a spilt bag of catnip or something. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Oh, man um speaking of the league uh kel you've taken on the unenviable job of commissioner we touched on it earlier uh, for the last four seasons so I just want to know how have you enjoyed it and what or who has been the biggest pain in the ass to deal with over the past four years <laughs>
3: uh i mean it's mostly work right so i don't know if there's really and one particular part that's enjoyable, enjoyable about it. <laughs> um, but, like, I mean, it's nice. Like, I kind of feel a little bit responsible for success of the pool. and So I kind of like seeing, you know, people enjoy it, obviously. Um, I like... Uh, I kind That's kind of why, like, in previous years, I would do those, like, little write-ups and try to build some storylines and get people in there even if they're kind of out of the, the playoff run. Yeah. So I, I kind of like the whole building of the league man i to say though
2: sorry yeah no keep going
3: um i was just gonna say the kind of shittiest part about it is uh, enforcement of rules especially enforcement of punishment it's just like you're kind of the guy that has to make sure it's done and uh i don't know like it we obviously had one incident already and in, the first year that we did this um obviously there was like a personality aspect to that whole thing but yeah you know people don't want to necessarily do some of the punishments and you kind of have to be the guy that says well this is the rules and that kind of falls on your shoulders you know
2: yeah it's it's,
3: it's a little tough and like i know people are talking about getting a little bit more um i don't know severe with with the punishments talking about tattoos and and whatnot (laughs) and uh like that's fine i just don't know if i personally can enforce that i kind of think i kind of think the benchmark is what Stu did in the second year like that should be the baseline yeah and then anything above that it's like you should always be able to option to something equivalent to that yeah yes if if people want to like kind of peer pressure the the tattoo thing i'm all for it i just don't know you know, I can
2: enforce it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Stu, Stu's punishment was the right mix of a lot of things. It was the right mix of uh, public uh, viewing yeah, and um, that's true. indecency, frankly, uh, the right amount yeah, of yeah. intoxication. Uh, and there was a great, there was a lot of uh, the members in the league actually there. So it it, act, it worked out in a, on a lot of levels. I don't know if we'll get, we'll get a punishment that hits on all those levels in the upcoming future. But like Yeah Yeah I, th- I, I wouldn't I, I didn't mind Sue's at all We've talked about Scott's this past year But It is what it is I know
3: like, like the thing with Scott Obviously It was a weak punishment But What you guys don't know Is that That whole thing Was supposed to be done at Nigel's wedding yeah. Right Yeah On the dance floor Oh And There was a bit of pushback <sighs> So, and it was a reasonable pushback, right? Like, from Nigel? Nigel's wedding, it's not Scott's shaming. Like, he didn't really want to take the the spotlight away from Nigel. So it's a bit on, on oh, me before planning.
2: Scott pushed back. What's that? Scott was the one pushing back?
3: Well, we kind of had a conversation about it the night before, and uh, it was like, you know, it's Nigel's day, it's not mine. And it was a
2: fair argument. That's true. But you know what? Like, we know Nigel, and do you think he would have, A, cared, or B, noticed? <laughs> <laughs> true. No, I'm just Very kidding. True. No. I'm fine with it. The, other,
3: the other aspect of it too, I think should be enforced is if you do win the league and you give out a punishment, and it's really severe, and you eventually lose the league, I'm going to hold you to that standard. Hmm. Like if you get somebody to get a tattoo, now the bar has been raised for you and that's the expectation
2: for you. I agree. All right. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that's fair. Um yeah. but you know one thing you can control as Kamish is changing our division name from Big Bear to Axe. Yeah.
3: Hey men, put in a formal request. You know? Oh. Give me a give me a text
2: message. Send oh. me an email. Consider consider this the formal request. Two of the four <laughs> members would like to change it to a, uh... It has to be
1: a 40 that exists, A malt so. liquor that
2: we can buy and purchase and drink.
1: Yeah. Okay, I like it. Yeah, so... I like it also. Act it, right? Yeah.
2: Well, I think that's the only other one. I can't think of another one.
1: Okay. All right, okay. all right. Um... And it sounds badass. Yeah, Axe, Axe's oh, work for Rundle and Beverly, too. Oh, yeah. Old mine. <laughs> um... All right, so we all know you are the cat guy, right? And uh, (laughs) considering you're a devoted and loyal fan of the A, Jacksonville Jaguars, B, also the Detroit Lions, Cincinnati Bengals, the Carolina Panthers, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, the Detroit Tigers, the Florida Panthers... (laughs) The Charlotte Hornets, formerly the Charlotte Bobcats. How how do you find to keep up like time to keep up with all these cat teams? Like, are you just on SVCa websites? Like, are you consider <laughs> are you considering renaming your team the Charlie Murphys?
3: <laughs> God, so many cat teams. The Charlie Murphys. Uh, so my theory on this, first of all, is I think sports teams should take a page out of the Chillebeck book like every, I feel like every single team that is cat based should just be named cats like Jacksonville cats and Florida cats you know Carolina cats I mean the, the Chillebeck named every single one of our cats Murphy and it fucking works for us so I mean let's just keep it simple
2: you know dude you gotta, you gotta expand on that more for the listeners I mean
3: so yeah, like my my family, we've had some rough luck with cats uh, growing up and most of them would get, you know, they were outdoor cats and they'd get most likely eaten by coyotes after about a year or two. And uh, for some reason, my mom and my dad just were like, you know, no, we're gonna continue to name this cat Murphy or Norm. <laughs> and we'd get new cats every two years and they would just name them Norm or Murphy and they just <laughs> get eaten. And We actually had two cats that uh, weren't named Murphy or Norm, and they were by far the longest living cats.
2: (laughs) How many cats total are we talking? Maybe maybe they shouldn't be named Murphy. (laughs) How many cats total are we talking, Kel?
3: I don't know. It feels like now it's like my memory's so faded. It's probably been like 100 or something.
1: No way.
3: I think it's like seven.
1: Yeah, it's like seven. (laughs) Maybe eight that's quite a few cats to be rifling through the Chillebeck household though oh man I know I know and
3: that's like over like twenty twenty 20 years probably
2: you didn't learn like after I,
3: I know, a normal family would have one
2: yeah. yeah yeah I was just gonna say you didn't learn after the fifth or the sixth that maybe your cat shouldn't be outdoors <laughs>
3: <laughs> we tried we tried but then we were just like we're so soft like they'd just be looking outside outside the window and we'd be like all right oh, <laughs> get out there. you just
2: gotta yeah, yeah. At it. you just have to yell at your guests like Gord does to slam the door as soon as you leave yeah. don't let the cats out only rule of the house <laughs> maybe if we had someone like megan in the household we wouldn't
3: lose so many cats it's
1: true probably <laughs> oh man <laughs> there it is i know yeah. i know oh well
2: um Okay, and then we just we just had to include it. We touched on it earlier in the episode, but we got a question tonight that pertains to you, Kel. And yeah. uh, I just I just wanna to see what your thoughts are. It comes in from Andrew in Strathcona, British Columbia. And he says, Of all Kellen's commissioner powers, which one do you does he enjoy abusing the most?
3: Oof I don't know. Man. So many options. Um, fuck. You know, you know which one is uh, you could, and I'm not saying I do. This, but you could sneakily very much abuse, but you would have to be like pretty, pretty good because it's actually kind of hard to do. Is the schedule? Oh, like I set, I set it pretty early, so I have no idea what what people's teams are. Right, and like it's kind of more complicated than it seems. So I'm just happy when it all works out. Oh yeah, but. Like I'm, I'm setting it manually, you know. And I try, I I try and be noble, and I try and be honest. But I'm just saying, if someone wanted to, you know, it's like Gord was on the throne here. There could be some serious ab-
2: abusing going oh, on. Oh man, yeah, that's true. Knowing Gord, he'd probably try to figure out a way to make it involved in a trade.
3: Yeah.
2: Find <laughs> um, a way to play John twice or three times. Or oh something. my god! Oh, if you could play John three times a year,
1: woo. What a life He has my number (laughs) Yeah he has you locked down And especially that year That he won Figured out And he auto-drafted I didn't play Stu That year You didn't play Stu that year No 1-14 in Stu No I didn't play Stu And I had to play John twice Damn
3: (laughs) Yeah so the way The way it works Is everyone Once a year Won't play one person In the league
1: Yeah
3: Oh fuck I haven't looked who
2: I don't play this year Hmm We'll see I'll have to look it up later Oh, well. Um, sick. Well, I got,
3: uh, I know we're getting close to the end here, but I just got a few, uh, interesting observations about the league if you guys want to hear them.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. Love to. Do we, do we have time
3: for it? Oh, oh yeah. yeah,
2: for sure. What are we running on here? What, like, what what time are we at? I don't know. GarageBand counts in bars, not seconds or minutes, and I didn't look at the clock when we started. Nah, we're going, going for a while. It's all right. I don't know. The last couple of weeks have been longer than, uh, pod, pod uh, normal, but. I don't know. I think it's been uh, appreciated. We've got pretty positive feedback from some of the listeners. Okay. So, yeah. Well, I don't so, have that much. I
3: just have a couple points, and they're kind of shaming some people here. Oh, uh, yeah.
2: BFB is all about thick so, skin.
3: That's good. And so, the first one, I kind of feel bad for doing it, but it's Scott. It's so, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but he's the last franchise in our league to make the playoffs. Like he hasn't ever made the playoffs. Ever? uh, He's one in six now, so I think it's pretty unlikely that he's going to make it this year. So that makes it four years in a row.
2: Oh no! Really?
3: So I kind of feel bad because have I made the playoffs? Nude. What's that?
1: Have I made the playoffs? No, I don't think you've made the playoffs either.
3: No, Matt, you made the playoffs once, didn't you?
1: I think first year maybe. But I've been B-Pool bee
2: specialty for the last two, for sure. Shit, I
3: better check. I, I was convinced that you had made it once.
2: Maybe in the first year. When Nigel yeah, was, 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 was naive.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. See,
2: the,
3: thing, the thing about Scott, like, the first two years, I'll just, like, I'll give it up to him for, like, you know, just bad. Like, he was just bad. It's, like, inexperienced, bad. So last year, he actually has drafted pretty good team. And I looked back, and last year, he had, the, like, he had the toughest schedule. He had the hardest, he had the most points for a game, like on average per week out of any other team. And so even though he had like a pretty decent team, you know, he lost the whole thing.
2: Damn.
3: Um, and now this year, he is, again, on pace to be, I think it's either the first or the second like toughest schedule again, hmm. so it's rough. Like I have the same amount of points for, and I have three more wins than him. So poor guy for Scott. Like I, like fantasy football. It's all it's all about the playoffs, right? Like I feel like the first time you get in the playoffs, it's like when you get a real taste of what the whole thing is all about. And I feel a little bad that he's still going into year four won't
2: have that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, sorry, tough. No, it's tough. That's tough. That's yeah, coming out sorry. of the Christmas also. Um,
3: and so, okay, the, the last thing I got here, um, I don't know if you guys noticed, so this week, Andy had 49 points. Yes. Which is sub-50, which is awful. <laughs>
0: um,
3: that is, I think, like a very early candidate for lowest points of the year. It was actually only four points off. The worst
2: of all time oh really In our league. what's yeah. the worst of all time
3: think, take a guess
2: okay it's not, uh, who you
3: think it
2: would be. it's not who you think
3: well maybe it
2: is it's hard hard looking at gourd not to say i know name. is it Gore? <laughs> <laughs> no it's not Gore. it's
3: uh it's nigel
2: wow really yeah nigel first yeah. year
3: so, on this topic, I kind of want to propose a new idea. Okay. For the league. What I'm kind of thinking is if you get the lowest point in a given week throughout the entire season, you have to, like, the one week that has the lowest. Yeah. The guy who has the highest gets to choose your fantasy football name for the next season and you have to rock it that whole season
2: oh my god that would be devastating to the beverly blazers franchise <laughs> holy
1: <laughs> fuck wow i don't
3: i don't know if it's too late to impose
0: it but i
1: think it's a good one. Oh, that's that's a wow that's that carries a lot of clout yeah Because you're Oh man
2: On the pod You'd be referred to As whatever they chose (laughs) Yeah (laughs) And there's no way We would relent on it Oh That would be wild I gotta think about this Kel I can't give you an answer Right now
3: Yeah let It's out there People can take it For what it is And we can We can go from
2: there Do you have a Do you have a Deadline you want to know by What's that Do you have a deadline You want to know The answers by
3: uh, I don't know. I feel like if we're gonna do it, it might have to start fresh from that week forward. Okay. So, I mean, if we did if, if we started next week, that would be great.
2: Okay. All right. Well, you heard it. You heard it, guys. Uh, there's a proposal out there, and uh, the clock is ticking. And who knows? It could be
1: a devastating blow for somebody in our league. All right, Kel. Well, I think uh, I think that's all the time we got here today. I just want to bring up one more oh, thing before more we thing. say bye to Kel. So I was going to do this
2: when we recapped our league, um, but I'm just run- going to do a running transaction counter for the rest of the season. And we have uh, Gord, obviously, in first with 23 transactions, so three this past week alone. <laughs>
0: um,
2: and then tied in second place is Johnny in the Valley of Evices and Kellen... And yeah. the cat guys, so uh, not far behind. You're at 19, so it's just you know Gore gets the rap, but
1: you're right behind me, buddy. Yeah, scramble mode in you know Houston. What,
3: yeah, you, that is scrambling. I'm spinning my wheels. That's what it is. Uh. But you know what? It, you, you know what a pivot is too. Is I have a shitty quarterback. Like
2: I've been picking up a new quarterback every week and starting a different quarterback every week. Yeah. You know what? When I uh dropped that 20 on Baker on the on the wire, I was convinced that you were going to be going for him too. And you didn't. And then uh, I spent $20 when nobody else bid on him. But uh yeah, you spooked me. And then Johnny and then that was the week Garoppolo got hurt, so I thought Johnny might be coming after me too. So, anyways, yeah. I started Baker once, I mean, and he fucked me over, and he's been on the bench since. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I, I mean, I spent eight bucks on Trubinsky uh, this week. I, I don't know how that's going to work. That's Mitch, probably, I think it'll be okay.
2: We'll Mitch, our uh, BFB insider, Bacon Cowley, would love that. Yeah. Would love that stat, or that info. Oh, he's the Bears guy, yeah? Oh, yeah, big time. Big time Bears guy. Cool all Uh, right buddy thanks a ton for phoning in cal yeah
3: thanks was fun
1: guys yeah sweet we'll uh we'll talk to you i guess probably soon we'll probably get you back in uh on the phone definitely before the year's end for sure oh for sure yeah no problem happy to do it all All right sounds good buddy we'll talk to you soon okay talk to you later bye
2: yeah thanks cal again for phoning in that was that was awesome uh, yeah, the commish Commish had a lot Lots to, to say, say Which was great um, Lots to say Don't mind one bit No uh, We'll we'll start to, more, uh, to move towards the end of the app, And we're just going to recap the um, Yeah, I'll go through the league real fast The league real quick last week And the matchups that went down um, And we can start with uh, Why don't we start with uh, Harrison Butt Kickers And the sweatpant Boners uh, chose this one because the sweatpants boners came through. Came through. Holy shit. Diamond cutters for the week. Uh, <laughs> 142 to 96. Just displayed everything. Uh, 37 points from Patrick Holmes. John Smoke Brown got him 23. Latavius Murray proving to be one of the best pickups of the season. Yeah. Uh, got off. him another 20. Uh, yeah. And uh, eat all that. And his defense got him minus two. And he still got 142. So Not bad. props to the Bones. Uh, that moves the Boners to... Where are they now? I don't know what level, what uh, record they have. Anyways. Oh, here we the go. Corners
1: are at four and three. And it moves the Butt Kickers to four and three as well. Yep, yeah, tied up. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got the Valley View Vices versus Levy on my wavered son. Um, obviously, we all know Andy had a rough week, only getting 49 points. Yeah. Uh, the That's Vices, true. Vices got an easy win, but hey, you know what, it happens. Yeah, wins a win. Um, yeah, Valley View Vices yeah. win with 117 to 49. Yeah, just uh, a spanking. Chubb had a great week. 60 Cream points, hunt. Yeah. Um, yeah, not much to say about that one. Yeah,
2: uh, Valley View moves to 3 and 4, which puts them for last in their division still. And... Levy on my wayward son falls to a woeful one in six. Yep. Last in their division as well. Um. What else do we got? We have the curls for girls taking it to the hard hats. Yeah, they in did. In that matchup, Feldy came through. He had monster weeks from Todd Gurley, old reliable, twenty six point six, and the Denver D, which put Gord in a casket. Yeah. Before Sunday <laughs> even rolled around. Yeah. So good for done. him yeah easy tough loss I'm four and three yeah moves Gord to four and three so is Feldy I think and Feldy moves to four and three but takes the lead in his division based on divisional record oh uh so he's sitting in first
1: in the old English division um next up <coughs> what do we got Julio think you are I am uh against the Coleman beer coolers yeah Uh, Julio, think you are. I am. Wins one hundred two to eighty two for the Colm Beer Coolers. Colm Beer Coolers uh, just didn't really show up.
0: Yeah, Uh, fall to
1: two and
2: five. Yeah, and uh, Shane and Julio's move up to four and three, good for second in their division. John sitting at third in the newly formed Axehead division. Yes. Uh, The following matchup had uh, Breezy taught me. First place overall in the league, first place in his division, uh, getting back into the win column after coming off a tough loss last week, uh, beating the Cat Guy 101 to 98 in a closer than uh, expected affair. Uh, Odell had a great week for the Cats at 24 points, um, but the Breezes were able to answer back with consistent play from Breeze and Camara. And James White, obviously benefiting from Sonny Michelle going down early, oh, yeah. uh, got him 21 points. He also left Jameis Winston on the bench with 26.
1: Tough one. Good team. Um, What else do we got? I guess the last, the one, last one. Last matchup of the week. The Eastlake Scoundrels, still a great name, uh, versus the Beverly Blazers. Oh, yeah. Talk and, about it. Uh, and the Blazers won. Hundred and twenty-two to eighty-one and the Blazers move up to five and two. Five and two. Overall lead in the
2: Axehead division. Yep. Up ahead uh, of me. Pushing Eastlake down to one and six. Um as Kellen touched on before. Tough tough in terms of matchups and points for for the scoundrels, but uh they're making the right moves. I think they've got the right ideas in place. Um you Know and the right, and the, they're they've got the right idea. That most certainly so. earlier this week was, uh, uh, was, was a good one, I think. Um, uh, yeah, and that's that's pretty much it. Just a quick recap of the standings: uh, Axa Division, Beverly first, Rundle two, Coleman three, and Levy on four. Uh, Old English Division, Curls for girls, first place, second place, Harrison. Third place Cat Guy in East Lake brings up the rear. And in the Colt 45 division, the 5 and 1 Breezies are leading over uh Julio in second and Sweatpant
1: Boners both at 4 and 3 and the Vices at 3 and 4. All yeah. right. What else we got? I guess we just got to go into story time, eh?
2: Yeah, and I just got a quick one. Um about a, a, f- a few a few years back uh when when we were younger in university. Um, Nigel and I went to a party in, in the West End where I lived at that time, in my parents' place. Um, yeah, and we went to a party that we walked to. Um, no, we rode our bikes to the party. It was like a garage party. We were listening to records in there, getting wasted, got very drunk. And we ended up staying till about four, four in the morning, early enough that the sun was coming up. And Nigel and I and two other dudes, and the girl that was hosting it, who was barely awake, like wanted to go to bed so bad uh, decide that, you know we're going to go streaking through the neighborhood so, great idea, the girl definitely declines, so it's just four dudes that got completely naked and started running down the street, and we're wasted, so we're jumping over bushes, jumping off the curb, all that shit, like you know, doing idiot shit and I see Nigel just woke in goes barreling over a bush and doesn't get up. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I walk over there, everything exposed, hanging out. See Nigel just slowly getting up. He had cracked his head on a flower pot on the other side of the bush and had cut his head open. It was such a gross gouge, just leaking blood. It was like, holy fuck, like Okay, it's four in the morning. We're both naked. <laughs> He's crashing at my house. My parents are at home or whatever. So, long story short, I, we definitely can't ride our bikes home. So, we walk them home, get back dressed, walk home. I keep him awake for like an hour to an hour and a half because I'm scared. He cracked his noggin hard. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm a, I'm a bit worried about him. So, I keep him awake. Finally, we go to sleep. He bleeds all over the pillow I gave him. Just Obviously. disgusting. Yeah. Gets up about nine, and fucking left straight from my house, no shower, crusty blood still above his ear, and went and worked his shift at plush. <laughs> Just haggard. Yeah, that's gross. Like, yeah.
1: very, very gross. Oh. So that
2: was the ton. Najin had been streaking.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Oh, well, that's, that's nine, this week's end not just a character but yeah yeah he's a gem
2: also a doctor
1: also I know
2: doctor. it's hard to believe after what you've
1: just heard <laughs> but beauty nonetheless yeah well, so yeah all right well I think that's about it um, yeah special thanks eight. again to Kel yeah episode, for coming on uh, eight in the books Kel with our guest and, and uh, thanks to Ted for holding it down tonight yeah and I guess what are we, uh we'll see you next week.
0: Big L, rest in peace. Rest in peace. you want a mess with this, one of the best yet. We've got it. You can feel the realness. In this business, of rep fresh out the gate again, time to raise the stakes again, Bat my plate again, y'all cats know we always play to win, G N G to the stars, son, haters took the shit too far, son so that's all for you, I'm wiping out your whole team, ow, splatter your dreams with lyrics to shatter your schemes, the badder you seem, the more lies you tell the more lies you sell. now by surprise you fell into my death trap, right into my clutches, stupid, you know the guard must bless every single mic he touches, I've suffered, just so I could return harder wanna be the shit starter, fuck around, make you a I'll make you famous Turn around and make you nameless Cause you never understood how vital to me this rap game is Save it and hold that, you catch a hot one. Rather to chase a fake nigga down soon as I spot one. I want <laughs>